Dolores, bring yourself back online. Have you ever seen a room with so much splendor? <laughs> <laughs> This is your host, Johnny. I'm sitting across from Kevin. Uh, and we're about to start episode 21 of the Kicking and Streaming podcast. We're uh, very excited to have done this so far, and we get a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun recording, and... Uh, we get a lot of fun out of it. We get a lot of fun out of it. We hope uh, people have fun listening to us ramble about nonsensical shit, which brings me to the 21st episode. Um, th- being the 21st episode and living in the United States where the legal drinking age is... 21 years, we thought we'd make a little uh, little celebration out of it. Don't break those bottles, man. Wow. That was a light tap. <laughs> it was a light tap. So, oh my uh, God. <laughs> we bought a six pack and we're going to split it over the course of this uh, here podcast. And we're kind of just going to ramble sort of like you do when you're 21 years old and you're first legally able to drink and mm-hmm. you just get drunk with your friends in your apartment and just don't really do anything you just kind of talk about shit we got a six pack we're not ending the episode until we are both done three beers each yep and uh, we will be picking a new movie out of the bowl mm-hmm. so if you're like let's get back to those crappy movies we will be picking a new movie out fear of the bowl. not faithful fear, listener. fear not <laughs> fear not we're gonna get back on our. You're really we're gonna harping get back on to our, faithful. We're gonna get back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah, let's let's not go on a tangent right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll uh, leave it at that, and um, we'll get into it. Engines, gird your loins and sound the alarm. It's the Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Johnny Lake. I am your faithful host, and sitting across from me, as always, the one and only Kevin Hill. That's right, it's me. It's John Cena. We got John Cena on the podcast. Are you sure about that? Uh, no, no, we do not have him. In fact, we're not sure. In fact, we were lying. Though we were very close to getting Michael Avenatti. We were very <laughs> we close were. to getting him. We were in contact with his He's people. been on everything these past <laughs> three weeks. He was, he was almost willing he to was, come to Crown Heights. He was almost willing to sit down and watch a crappy movie with us. <laughs> as long as he got to talk about the Stormy Daniels case. Right, and I was honestly forming questions. I was, I was, I was delving way into the research. I was... Going Going into it and getting yeah. excited. But then he had to go on CNN for the sixth time in yeah. one day. So unfortunately, we didn't get him on the show. We lost out to fucking Jake Tapper and his wall of faces again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the 21st episode of Kicking and Streaming. We're so very excited to still be with you. Oh, Johnny, how old? How many episodes of the podcast? This has been 21. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Kind of got on the first try. It's not a can. It's a bottle. It's <laughs> it did open. Yeah. We are 21. 
we're older than 21, but our, this, our podcast is po- now is 21 in podcast years. wasn't talking about us. <laughs> talking about clarify. the podcast. We're excited. We're oh. still going. We're still kicking. We had some weird stuff happen last week with tef- technical difficulties, recording issues. But we're jumping back on the proverbial horse, Kevin. There's only one way to get serious about a podcast, and that's to drink drink. during it. (laughs) After some technical difficulties. That's how you know we've made it, right? We just have one of those podcasts where we're we're allowed to get inebriated. Yeah. Our our producers and sponsors were a little bit torn over this. Our faithful sponsor is at uh, uh, 1-800-LAUNDRY-IS-US. I forget. It was the like the sixth episode. Johnny, you gotta bury your bits. <laughs> I gotta bury. You gotta bits. bury those bits. Well, <laughs> clank, clank, ha- clank, ha- clank. Hand me that beer. I'm handing Johnny a Brooklyn Defender IPA. This this episode brought to you by the Brooklyn Defender sponsor of Comic Con. They don't need our sponsorship. Hopefully, they don't actually hear this because I'm mm-hmm. not sure that's. I speaking went on illegal. a tour of the Brooklyn Brew. Well, cheers, number one. Yeah, let's get that let's done. Get... That's nice. Mm-hmm. Don't want to pour any beer on the mixer here. That is a good smelling beer. Oh, you smelled it before? I just went straight to drinking. I see. I'm a connoisseur, Kevin. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Floral notes. Not too hoppy. Mm-hmm. I went on a tour of the Brooklyn Brewery. You um, did, did you? Yeah. On a weekend. It was fine. They talk a lot about themselves. They're really proud of themselves. And uh, I feel like you kind of got to play that up as a as a brewery from anywhere. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that your favorite brewery tour ever was the Allagash Brewery up in Maine? Yes. If you have a chance to go to that, that was a great tour. It's in Westbrook, I believe. Not too far from Portland. Portland's a cool city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of breweries kind of popping up around there. And Allagash has, is one that's kind of been around for a little bit longer than the others. I remember you know, my dad drinking it when I was a kid. Um, and it's I think their their big thing is like white and or wheat beers. It's a little bit lighter. So it's it's a good thing to go on a tour for because you're not gonna have, you know, half a you're not gonna have eight ounces of the stuff and get super full and sluggish. It's a it's a fun tour. Good for you can get you can get buzzed on that tour oh, though. We got or actually I wasn't drinking because I was driving. Mm. And that's not even I'm not even joking about that. Um, yeah. But I got buzzed. Yeah, I was not. There were driving. a few of us there. <laughs> I wouldn't drive if I was sober. My friends wouldn't let me. <laughs> That's true. But uh, sad but true. What's great about the Allagash uh, tour that I remember is that they let you try a bunch of different uh, Allagash style beers. Yeah, and were they saying it's like uh, they kind of each. You know, the, the workers that work in the brewery, they kind of can create their own mm-hmm. sort of little variants. And they had, like, this back room where that was with a small bar. They have a little competition. Yeah, and they, you know, they bring their all their tours through there. And people get to try these little, little different varieties. And so mm-hmm. it's beer that's never really gone to the market. It's mm-hmm. just a special small batch kind of thing. And you know what I appreciated? What's that? That they're literally, they put you in that room. And they're like, look, 30 minutes. All the fun beers you want to try. All the pretzels you want to eat. I remember oh. munching on those pretzels. Snyder's, baby. It I really love me some pretzels. I'm more of a rolled gold man myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to... Beggars can't be choosers when it comes to pretzels. All right. What's your bar beer snack? Like um, free free at the bar or like a dollar? Um, Peanuts, popcorn, pretzels, uh, cheese okay. balls. I think it, it depends on like the course of the night and like how many beers deep you are, how many drinks deep you are. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say... During the first drink and after the first drink, it's got to be like, 
and and we're gonna be burping into the mics this entire time. Oh, I'm not because I'm a sophisticated uh, broadcaster. Well, I'm long winded <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> no, uh, continue with your story, Johnny. Um, I forgot where was I. Mm. We were talking bar snacks, and then oh, after inst- one beer, it's got to be like a spicy kind of nut, like a peanut. Okay, it's got to have it's got to be like a peanut with like spice on it or something. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like three beers deep. I could literally eat two entire pound bags of rolled gold pretzels. Mm-hmm. So after like probably three beers, you know, you're just kind of starting to feel pretty buzzed, yeah. uh, you know, really hankering for food. I could just slam down some pretzels. Mm-hmm. After like five to seven beers, I would say, you could put pretty much anything in front of me. There's I think a bar that's that when you eat to. the cheese balls. That's when you eat the cheese balls. That's when exactly. you eat the cheese balls. That's when you like order your drink and you're like, and, che- and cheese balls? Yeah, and cheese balls. And the guy's like, whatever, because they're free. They just mm-hmm. scoop them out of the thing. Or they, they probably just have bags. They walk to the local bodega and get those, you know, pound and a half bags for a buck. Yeah. We won't name this bar, but they've it's got called a the Levy. Nice- <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Levy. It's on uh, it's on Barry and South Third in Williamsburg. <laughs> um, and they've got a really good beer and shot combo, which would lead you to eating cheese balls. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. If you want a great dive bar experience... And you don't want to break your spend more than twenty dollars. That's a great bar to go to. You can you can have at least three beer and shot combos with twenty dollars. With a, of course great tips for your bartender. Yeah, yeah, with a, yeah with a healthy tip. A you game know, of you, you a, can be a game an of pool and and, and get four uh, beer and shot combos mm-hmm. and not tip at all. Always always tip. You should tip. I I always go dollar per drink. Because you never know, yeah. you never know when you'll be out of a job and needing to get a, a bar, do a bartending thing on the side, and you'll mm-hmm. be hoping for tips. Or when you'll need that next drink, and the bar's more crowded, and the bartender remembers you. Oh, that guy tipped me three bucks on, mm-hmm. on two drinks. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go check that guy out. He seemed like a good fellow. Yeah. Um, always tip, Kevin. Except in Europe, there's mm. there's a couple little things going on. Oh boy. On. Um, well, what do you want to do first? Wow. Do you want to do you want to just keep letting it go organically? Well, you're and... the one with a couple of things. Well, I'm just drinking a beer, having a good time. You know when once we once we get the the suds in us, we like to talk about stuff. You and I could oh. we can gab. See, this is where the podcast came from. You and me just talking about stuff. Either getting we get we're getting we're getting drunk or getting drunk. We're getting even more drunk. <laughs> We're getting too drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we really talk about stuff. Yeah. But luckily, we don't remember it. <laughs> That's the best part. That's re- too real. Um, it is now... Uh, we're in the second round of the NBA playoffs. All right. Let's, uh, we don't have to make this like a super in-depth analysis or any kind of seriousness about it. But, um, you know, I really just love the NBA. I, I And... and it's the best time of the year for the NBA. The playoffs are the best teams playing each other. Um, you know, the defenses finally kind of start to game plan for each other. And every every single game and every single quarter matters. And um, yeah. I don't know. Like, Steph Curry just, uh, he came back last night. He came back from his injury. He was out six weeks with uh, an MCL sprain, I believe, uh, in a knee that he had injured previously. Uh-oh. Yeah, he is notoriously fragile over the course of his career in his lower legs, his knees and his ankles. Excuse me. Oh, mm. that was... We need to have a counter. We do. I'll, I'll put some kind of stupid effect on there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he came back and he uh, he really helped out the the Warriors. He was something like plus twenty five points in the twenty six minutes that he had played. Um, I, I said a minute and a half ago that we wouldn't get ser- super super serious about it, but I've just got the stats in my head. Um, and they yeah. they kind of squeezed out a win against the Pelicans. The Pelicans played played pretty well. They played good defense, and uh, they have a fast paced game similar to the Warriors. So it was kind of a just a back and forth, you know, that's fun slugfest kind of game. Yeah, I, I saw a good little portion of it. Um, so that was fun. The Warriors are up two zero now. Um, the Houston Rockets went up one nothing on the Utah Jazz a couple mm-hmm. nights ago, and I believe they're actually playing tonight as well. Um, LeBron James, ever in the playoffs and in the public eye, has led his team to a one to nil lead against the Toronto Raptors. They won in Toronto last night. Hilariously, there was a confrontation between uh, Drake. The rapper. Yeah, I haven't heard the story. What's the deal? Um, so Drake is a huge Toronto Raptors fan. Of course. Being from Toronto. I've never heard that in any of his appearances or lyrics. I know, right? <laughs> and so uh, so he obviously is a very passionate fellow, and he was jaw in all game. And uh, he ended up getting into it a little bit with Kendrick Perkins uh, at oh, halftime and geez. at the end of the game. And if you know Kendrick Perkins, you know he's not a guy you want to tussle with you know mm-hmm. he's not a guy you want to mess with and he has not been suited up for any of the past three games i believe the Ooh, last really? the last two games against the pacers in the first round and the first game against the raptors in the second round um he's just been looking dapper on the end of the bench in a nice tom brown suit uh tom brown tom brown is the, i only heard this because the the cavaliers had suits custom made so that they could go to a couple of the games against indiana Looking mm-hmm. fly and dapper, and everyone looking like a, a bridal party. Wow. Um, and uh, Kendrick Perkins is a big guy, an intimidating guy, and Drake didn't take kindly to something he had said, some kind of smack talk, you know, of mm-hmm. course. And uh, there was a little bit of a confrontation. Some words were exchanged on the court at the end of the game, uh, and you could hear Drake loudly exclaiming, Hey, no, we don't play like that. We don't play like that. I try to do Jake's voice because it's pretty high, but it's not quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of fun. NBA NBA drama is half the half the fun. Yeah, the court is the the stuff that happens on the court is wonderful. I love basketball, the game of basketball. It's I think it's one. It's probably at its most beautiful that it's been in a long time. Um, uh, <laughs> the there's there's emphasis on passing and sharing the ball and and scoring with long shots and it's just fun to watch. It's fun as hell to watch. And then you know there's NBA Twitter and NBA Reddit and all these sports websites that aggregate content and just talk the hell out of everything. By now that 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 Kendrick Perkins and and Drake fight happened last night, and I I, I swear to God it feels like it happened last week. Hmm. It's just like you know the news cycle with politics. Uh, there's endless places that want to talk about sports, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. The final series is your 76ers against the Boston Celtics. Game one loss. Yeah, Kevin, how do you feel about that that game one loss? Um, I was hoping the Sixers would come out guns blazing. I think the six days of rest uh, might have affected their play a little bit. Joel Embiid uh, said that was a factor. I. It's interesting how that happens, right? 
because yeah. the the Sixers had a little bit too much rest. They beat Miami in five games in the first round. Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers only had one day of rest. They went to seven games against the Pacers, and then they came out and and you know came out firing against the Raptors, and they mm-hmm. brought the game back and won in overtime. And the Raptors had more rest. The Raptors had at least four days of rest, I mm-hmm. believe. So. Uh, quick update on the Jazz and Rockets series. Oh the Jazz oh actually won tonight. They evened it up. Wow. Winning in Houston. Wow. So that's kind of a big deal. The Rockets being the number one seed uh, and a high-powered offense, um, you know, I'm rooting for the Jazz. I'm, I'm an underdog kind of guy. The NBA is not rooting for the Jazz, though. I can tell you that. Oh, no, certainly not. The NBA wants the Rockets to play the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and they want LeBron to go to the... To, Probably to the, the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, they want the Sixers against LeBron. And but they want LeBron to beat the Sixers. They want LeBron to go to the finals. I, I am. It's, there's probably... Isn't, you, you probably get like a million more people watching the NBA finals if LeBron was in it than if he wasn't. And that, that's that's just a guess. And that's dollars, baby. From me, dollars. That's, that's just dollars. a guess of being halfway done through a beer. That's, a, that's an outlandish guess that I'm going to make. I'll make more of those. But he is—he's worth money to the to when he's on when what? he's on the screen. Oh, bless you, <laughs> bless, bless you, you. <laughs> roommate Steve. Pollen's getting him. It's <laughs> <laughs> so those allergies, man. It's springtime. It's springtime. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how, you know, there's conspiracy theories about like the government wants this and government wants us to have that and government wants to take away our guns and people are like, <laughs> you're crazy, but for us it's like conspiracy roger goodell wants tom brady to win the super bowl and it's like oh yeah absolutely it's like conspiracy <laughs> those At, are the conspiracy adam silver I find adam realist. silver wants uh lebron james to win one more and then retire yeah and then it's like oh yeah totally definitely totally believe that sports conspiracy oh. theories are always believed no matter yeah. what <laughs> they're they're instantly they're given like 10 percent mm-hmm. more credibility than like politics or like social yeah. kind of cultural happenings theories and, and I don't know why that is. I, I don't know if people that love sports and are so into them that they're willing to listen to these uh, crackpot, you know, um, conspiracy theories and they're more willing to believe them just because they're in that world than, I don't know. I think it comes down to, um, like, rigged games. Oh. Because there has been evidence of rigged games. Like, when you ever hear those stories... There's of, been evidence of Rick James? Rick James? <laughs> Rick Games? Rick Games! Rick Games! <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, like, there was the NBA referee a few years ago, right? Tim Donaghy? I believe that's his name. Okay. Yeah, he was rigging games. Right? Let me let me verify that. Yeah, it's always like the bookies and the mob and those old movies are like... Trust me, you don't, you don't want to bet on, uh... You know, Golden State versus uh, the Raptors, let me tell you. It's actually funny you mentioned that, too, because in the Warriors-Pelicans game last night, the line was um, Warriors minus seven, and the Warriors only won by five. Mm -hmm. And I shit you not, Steve Kerr apologized in his post-game... Oh, my God, I'm sorry. (laughs) Post-game press conference... For not getting the line. <laughs> he apologized to like betters out there and bookies. Like, I mean, and yes, Tim Donaghy was a referee in the NBA and he did try to fix games and he's got a hell of a Donaghy. mugshot on his 
on his uh, Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. Who else is a Donaghy? Donaghy. We know it. We know a. We know a Don again. Yeah. Donaghy. Isn't that a character from something? Probably some, like, Martin Scorsese screenplay. Just look up Donaghy. All it is is Tim Donaghy, man. That's it? Mm. Donaghy sentenced to 15 months in prison in prison in gambling scandal. Mm. Is he out of prison now? From January 7th, 2011, Tim Donaghy is out of prison but still in exile. <laughs> That's a, that's a very dramatic New York Times headline. <laughs> Where is he in exile? In his mind. In his mom. I thought you were going to say his mom's house. <laughs> his mom's basement. Kevin, how are you doing on that first beer? Oh, Johnny, I'm doing great. I'm like two thirds done, baby. So, Kevin, when did you have your first beer? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm sure at one point, my parents, I believe they did this with like coffee, wine, and beer when I was a little kid. Doing that. Can I have some of that? Can I have some of that? Can I have some of that? Wine and and beer. They're like, all right, fine. And so they give you a little, and you're like, ah, this is gross. This isn't Coca-Cola. And they're like, yep, and that's why you'll never drink it. (laughs) But spoiler alert, I love wine, I love beer, and I love coffee. So you didn't stop me. Okay, if you had to give up two of those forever. Kill, fuck, no, how about this? Kill, fuck, marry, wine, coffee, beer. That's... They're, first of all, they're not that is, people. That is exactly how it works. They're all kill, fuck, marry, liquids. Kill, fuck, marry, coffee, wine, beer. Well, I'm not fucking coffee because that'd be hot <laughs> and my dick would scorch. No, 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 no. You need to embody. You need to let coffee. Wait, but take. How it. do you fuck one of these? The personality of coffee, man. The just personality. Like, just make coffee into a person. The person that coffee would be. Fine. Then that's easy. I would. Oh, is it easy? It is easy. First of all, you marry wine. Oh, do you? Because wine sophisticated and will keep you energized and entertained. Uh-huh. And you'll have some great conversations with wine. and You'll You can live with wine. You can live with wine over time. And it, and it gets it, better with age. It gets better with age. Coffee it, does not get better with age. No. That's why I'm fucking beer. And you're killing coffee? I'm killing coffee. I don't want to hang with coffee. Coffee's weird. Coffee's super energetic, cracked out most of the time. So you're saying coffee is like, kind of like a crackhead or one of your one of your friends that has like. Would you marry coffee? <laughs> Would you? I'm not marrying coffee. I'm not fucking coffee. Literally, I, I might, I might, and in this, <laughs> I might fuck coffee. Yeah, I get I get fuck coffee. Well, who are you marrying then? Beer? Nah, I think you're right with marrying wine. So you're gonna kill beer. I think I might kill beer. You're gonna kill beer. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so if you had to give up, if you could only drink one of those three for the rest of your life, you could never have the other two ever again. (laughs) That's a totally different question. Is it? Then I think I'd probably only drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, how the turntables. (laughs) It's my favorite office line. (laughs) Oh, how the turntables spin. Um, I mean, who do you give up, or who do you keep? I mean, if you wanted to go, well, I was gonna say go full Mormon, but they don't, they don't drink. They don't drink coffee or, either, or have coffee. But Mitt Romney had some once, and he thought it was gross, like an eight-year-old. He said that on the campaign trail. <laughs> well, I tried coffee and beer once, and it, I didn't like it. It's cool, Mitt. Even, it's not even coffee, and mm-hmm. it's caffeine for them, right? That, that mm-hmm. they're not allowed to have. I mean, so, it's literally nothing. You, but you can you have decaf coffee? 
I imagine there are Mormons out there that like the taste of coffee, right? Mormon yeah. converts, maybe, that had coffee, but, you know, who loved knows? someone who was a Mormon and converted to Mormonism, but really loved coffee as well. It's kind of like a love triangle thing with coffee and the and the convert and the Mormon. I don't get That's how, the start how, of the screenplay, man. I'm going to, all right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, write that down. First of all, <laughs> edit that out of the podcast yeah. so no one steals that idea. <laughs> because when it's made in 10 years... You're going to be the person at the Q&A that's going to be like, you stole my idea, <laughs> and I wrote down and told a select group of friends. And then broadcast? Yeah. On a digital medium? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen there's a compilation of, because uh, Elon Musk will do like Q&As all the time, mm-hmm. like colleges and tech conventions and whatnot, and there's like a compilation of like people asking Elon Musk weird conver- like weird questions. During Q&As. And I mean, he's like, a weird guy. Yeah, right? and it's half cringy, and he'll be like, no, 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 no question like that. Let's keep it good and scientific and on the rockets. And people will be like, I don't understand how, like, you eat cheddar cheese? And I'll be like, white cheese is still cheddar? And it's like, people will ask him, like, the weirdest ass stuff. And I don't even know if it's trolling he's or, like, like no, just actually, weird this dudes. this was a talk on Falcon 9. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're hoping to talk strictly about the launch protocols. Mm-hmm. Um... So you probably had your first beer, you know, probably like nine or ten years old, when say. I, when I, yeah, drank it and was like, oh, gross. So when was the first time that you, like, snuck away? <laughs> Excuse me, that's five. <laughs> when was the first time you, like, first. drank alcohol without your parents, you know, uh, knowledge with intent to get drunk? I know where it was. I don't know what age I was. I think I was probably 14 or 15. Isn't that great that you know where it was, but you don't remember exactly what, what time it was in your life? Because it's the same thing mm-hmm. for me. I know exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as dramatic as in like boyhood where they go to like an abandoned factory. Oh, I was in the woods. I was camping. You are in the woods? Yeah. You are in the woods. <laughs> I, mean, I, was cam- I say I was camping, but like I was 400 meters from my good friend's home. Yeah, we just and that was our excuse. wait. That's a backyard. That's not camping. I mean, that's a tent in the backyard. We had woods. It was four hundred meters, Johnny. Four hundred meters, Kevin. Think about it, Johnny. You could get back to that house if you were good, like you were in track. You could get back to that house in under ninety seconds. Under Kevin, I could walk that in ninety seconds. Oh, so now you're not <laughs> making it seem like a big deal. Uh, that's you're not. Right. You got me. See, you got me. You got me. It's not camping. What's right. the distance? No, it's not camping. Exactly. We said it was camping because we were sixteen-year-olds that wanted to. Go get to that stash of like liquor and and beer that there's we had a hit. stash in the woods. We had a stash. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It was quite. It was a very Huckleberry Finn type situation. We had a stash that we needed to get back to, and we had to rendezvous there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Good yeah, crap. we we eventually uh, got caught because I'm a shitty liar, and my dad was a kid once. <laughs> Shout out to Eric Lake. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I pissed. Have you ever seen um? There's the SNL skit where it's a crucible cast party. That's one beer down. Oh, let me get you another, sir. Please. But uh, it's a very funny. It's like a, you know, SNL, not digital short, but like music video thing. And it's like making fun of like teenagers at a cast party after like they've done like a spring play or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's with Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, He's right. in it. I think I have seen and it. And there's a line where um, Kate McKinnon's like, uh, smoked a cigarette with a cute boy named blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like, uh, 
and then she's like, then immediately called my parents and cried on my phone because you don't have your parents' trust. You don't have anything. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, but yeah, your parents know when you're lying because they've lived with you once. for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. they know when you're lying and they were your age once. But if you ever want to throw it back at them, be like, well, weren't you drinking or smoking? Or, yeah. You know, when you were my age. And then they go, uh, uh, uh. No. <laughs> You you have no moral authority mm-hmm. as as a, a high schooler. Yeah. But I will never be. I will say this out. I will never be the like, cool. It's cool. I just want you to do it in the house type of parent. You'll never be that. No, because whenever I went to those houses, I was like, mm-hmm. were you were you a little weirded out? I was. <laughs> it was the Kevin. You know, like perceptiveness <laughs> was like mm, this is this is kind of weird. <laughs> Kind of like the your, your spidey senses were kind of tingling. You're like, something, something's not right. My here. neurotic senses were tingling. Yeah, just see like, those parents. I don't think they're those, those parents, the ones that were cool with their kid drinking, as long as you do it in the house. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. words of the great John Mulaney, we'll you know we'll still throw up on your couch. Yeah, <laughs> just take a little, do it in the house. Yeah, I will. Those not, parents, not be those parent. parents were swingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Th- those parents way too cool with kids and alcohol. Well, if they were together, they yeah. were swingers. Oh, swingers. true, true. Yeah, because yeah. you went to those. But if, if you went to those houses. If it was a single parent, then oh. that's 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 a problem. They wanted to drink with you. Yeah, which that's I weird experience. Oh, see, that's not that's weird as fuck, man. It's funny when you like leave. When you're at that age and you're in situations like that and you leave the comfort of your, you know, house. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, other people live in other houses and they're not like your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of growing up and, you know, drinking alcohol for the first couple times being that sort of experience of figuring out what it's like to be an adult though you're not an adult you're trying to you know feel like you're older and and be cool by you know drinking and getting intoxicated um that growing up thing definitely makes you look at stuff in different ways and i know Mm -hmm. exactly what you mean by being in other people's houses and suddenly kind of being a little weirded out by how their house is different than yours i read something the other day about how like people's houses or their apartments like just kind of having that smell, you know? Mm. Like, you can perceive the smell when you're in someone else's house or apartment, but in your own house or apartment, it's not, like, a thing. Well, a great way to pick up on your own smell is when you go on vacation. When you come back to your empty apartment or You gotta empty run house. through your house and smell everything. You gotta... <laughs> well, well, when you smell it, that's the smell that people visiting your house or apartment have. Right. So... A great way to like test like if your apartment smells nice is to leave it for a few days or leave for a day and come back and then you'll be like, oh, oh, jeez. I mean, oh. and get those glass and just like, <laughs> like fumigate the place with your glad <laughs> air fresheners. Oh God! <laughs> Sometimes I come back to our apartment after being away for you know a good thirty six hours or so, mm-hmm. and yep. I'll walk in the front door and I'll go. Oh yeah, that's right. And I'll just oh. three men. Three men yeah, live here. Yeah, three mid twenties men live here. Yeah, we need to work on cleaning and keeping the air better. 
But I just, I, I, all it is is I don't, I don't even go to that much length to fix the problem. I just open the windows. I just open it all Thank up. God for. I need to get more plants. We've got some I'm pretty good air plants. circulation in our apartment. We do need to to make it a little greener, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find the smell thing, humans and their smells and their pheromones, very interesting and their natural kind of, you know, what they put out to other humans and how you com- kind of communicate unconsciously in, in that way. Mm. It's very interesting. Mm. It only took us 30 minutes to get deep in this podcast. Wow, we need to drink more. I know, we need to drink mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. That might not be exactly correct, because uh, I did stall a lot when I was trying to start the intro. Ju- God, listeners, I'm breaking jo- the fourth wall now. Johnny's like, I want to do something different. I want to do something unique. I want to come out high he energy here. He took a here. good four or five minutes. <laughs> I was, I just sat there, just staring in, into my hand. Yeah, Kevin, I, I was like Bernard in the second, in the, no, in the first episode of Westworld. Just my hand was shaking. I was like, mm. I, I don't know what's happening. I need my brain milk. <laughs> and I got my brain milk, and then I started acting like a normal host again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got a good drinking story yeah please go ahead um a time i was caught drinking uh in public oh yeah and i know why you're bringing it up and oh no <laughs> well, why don't you tell that one second i have two stories then, apparently <laughs> um no but i took uh there was halloween night 2016 westworld season one was out i think a few episodes were out i i really liked the show and i still do uh, so I dressed up as a shot-up cowboy, and I was damn proud of it. I don't usually. It was a good. It was a good. I don't usually costume, dress Kevin. up for Halloween. It was but good, I did for it was this a one. Good homemade costume. Kevin had fake bullet holes in this vest he was wearing, or or was a jacket or something. It was in used like ketchup or food coloring. Uh, no, or just something. just markers. Or just just I red used, marker. I used pink and red markers, and I kind of like dotted it out like. It looked like you'd been thoroughly shot up, yeah. and you—I I believe you had a, a silly-looking cowboy hat and mm-hmm. and some denim, and uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. let you. Do, I'll let you well, tell the rest of the story. I was damn proud of my costume, but also in the early episodes of Westworld, before they were like, "Let's rewrite the show after episode five, <laughs> there was like an obsession in the early episodes with the characters with milk. And so I made Which this, is really weird and hasn't been revisited since. It has since. not been revisited since. <laughs> but so I made like this kind of like milky white Russian-y kind of drink. And I bought like a container for it. And so... A container that could be covered when when you need well, it. Well, it had a... It was one of those containers kind of like um, like a very cheap water bottle. Not like, like the water bottle you water bought. Bottle? Not like a plastic, like a, like a water bottle, that reusable one. Okay. Like where it had a flap at the top that you would like move left oh. and right to open. Sure, I was it was I think it was like a dollar ninety nine at the <laughs> dollar store, and so I made the drink in there. And uh, a friend of and I were busted for uh, drinking in public because apparently my container, we were going from one party to another. My container wasn't fully sealed. And were you drinking th- it on the street? Not when they were, not when I was found. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but I remember I was trying, first of all, they were like, they were like, what are you supposed to be? What is that you're drinking? And I'm like, come on, I'm a shut up cowboy from Westworld. And I was like, I was talking with the cops and I was like, 
come on, neither of you watch Westworld, HBO, Sunday nights. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one officer, I think there's like three of them, one officer was like, yeah, I really like the show. And then she realized like I was going to try to like use her. Yeah. And she literally just walked away. <laughs> she oh. was like, I'm not going to allow don't this. Don't engage. Yeah, don't engage. So the older man who probably the last thing he saw on who HBO wasn't a Muhammad Ali fight that no. he paid money for. <laughs> The old time, just waiting for his pension in three months, cop was Ooh. like, "Not kidding, you're getting this ticket for twenty five dollars. I don't care who you're dressed as. Twenty five bucks. That's almost worth it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but gosh, I won't try to argue. I have, you know, anything. Uh, why don't you tell us the other story that you were going to tell originally before? Well, the other was on. I always get this on holidays. I guess it was Valentine's Day. I think twenty fifteen. I was just drinking a 24 with another good friend of mine. We were we had to take a bus at the time to a subway station. It was Valentine's Day, so naturally you were hanging out. I was with hanging out bro. with my best bro, naturally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was just trying to figure out if I was dating anyone at the time, and I don't think I was, but who knows? Uh, so I was uh drinking 24 out of a brown bag, and uh, these cops stopped us, and they were like what are you doing here? And we're like, we're taking the B-62 to the F train at York Street and we're transferring there and we're finishing these beers. <laughs> and the cops are like, you know, this is drinking in public, doesn't matter, it's open container. It's a brown, even though it's a brown bag, it's open container. Yeah, yeah, yada. And then they give us the tickets and I remember they were like, you know, we're glad we stopped you here because there's police in the York subway station and they would have given you a drinking in public ticket. And I remember being like, well, at least we had, would have had a chance to finish our beers before the subway station. <laughs> were you on the bus or like waiting to get on the bus? We were, we, it was like a two block walk from the B62 to the York F station. Ugh. And we just got caught in that two block radius. Yeah. I remember. You've gotten one before. Uh, yes. Yes, I have. I I don't recall exactly. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now. Um, can you refresh my memory? I was there. <laughs> Did you get busted? No, I I I wasn't busted, but uh, I think it was at Fort Greene. It like on on Park. On Park. Oh, early on. Oh, I once. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was frustrating. What are you going to do? It was, you know what, the, the stupid, okay. I, uh, I get a little bit annoyed when it seems like police officers who have better things that they could be doing take the time to write me up or someone I know or just anyone in general for a simple violation like drinking in public. This was an occasion where I was walking from the deli back to a house party, which happened to be in my apartment. <laughs> which happened to be our house. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, a, it was a pretty quiet night outside. Inside, mm. it was kind of loud. But, uh, and I was, I was walking under the BQE, just, you know, minding my own business, you know, having a sip of a margarita. <laughs> uh <laughs> It wasn't a margarita, it was a beer. And I crossed the street having a... If you know Fort Greene, you know that walking under the BQE, 
you're probably more in danger of getting assaulted than of having the police, you know, roll yeah. by and bust you're more you. in danger of like the sharks or the jets uh, yeah. coming out, uh, snapping their fingers <laughs> from the parking lot and uh, surrounding you. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Sorry, my musical is lame is I know <laughs> m- more lyrics from that musical than I care to admit. Um, so we we were crossing the BQE back onto my block. Me and a couple others that I uh, had accompanied me up to the deli to buy more beer for the party we were returning to. Yeah, you know what they and say. Was, it, was, you know. it was it was a cop car. I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been doing it if I had noticed the cop car. And the reason I didn't notice the cop car is because it was an undercover cop car. Mm. And I feel like See, there are I things... know I know all Dodge Challengers are undercover <laughs> cop cars, okay? That's the difference between you and me, all right? You gotta be aware. I you see a feel Dodge like Challenger. There are better things an undercover cop car you could see be a Dodge doing Challenger. Than busting a twenty one year old for drinking in public in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. I'm from Fort Greene. On a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, I look. I have a different philosophy of it. Is that I probably gotten away with a lot worse in this city, and once in a while, I feel like I have to pay a shit, shit kid tax. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably right. And uh, I mean, yeah, we can't so I don't we can't care. complain yeah. about like uh, being looked down on by yeah. the cops or anything, or having the cops like, you know, terrorize the- us or ruin our lives as like, you know. Yeah, middle middle class, educated white men living in Brooklyn. It's not really yeah. our place. Yeah, I, I we're just we're just. I figured as a yeah okay, yapping for the fun of it. But it's yeah. it's it's funny, you know, the cops and and low low key drinking offenses in New York City. It's uh it's good tales. Yeah, good tales. Certainly. Good tales to spill. Um, should we select our next movie for um for the podcast for the next sure. movie that we're going to watch? I believe it's my choice because I remember the last time we chose was spiders. We chose spiders for the third time. And that time was in a my row. I picked that out. Yeah. yeah. And and to everyone out there, I really want to sincerely apologize that we weren't able to 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 give you the the live spiders watch. Um because we had big things in store. It was a, it was a fun watch and and I was I was clipping together, I was editing the podcast, and I was putting clips of our previous picks of the shitty movie to watch that week. And I hadn't realized it at the time, but we picked Spiders first three weeks in a row. It, it is, it, it's a big contributor to my belief that this podcast is certainly haunted. And there's like over 20 movies in the bowl. Yeah. We mm-hmm. picked Spiders first three weeks in a row. And the third time, obviously, we finally selected it. But I was really excited about the the podcast. I was, you know, we were we were putting together for you, and unfortunately, had some technical difficulties. But yeah. as always, we hope to make it up for you, and uh, and uh, we hope you stick with us through thick and thin. But we'll uh, let's see what our next uh, shitty movie is going to be. Kevin, will you pass well, me the bowl? Uh, fine, sure. Did you have something to say? No, it's just I'm kind of not as sorry as you are that we lost the recording. <laughs> I mean, no, it was it was it was the worst movie we have watched yet. I'm glad we. Uh, I think you brought me over to that that uh, belief. I didn't I didn't realize it at first, and I think I was excited about the recording we had done because it was so much fun. But Spiders was the worst movie we've watched so far in this podcast. And let me yeah, let me just say, as of now. If we ever do an NCAA tournament style bracket of our first 64 movies, 
Spiders is going to be a number one seed. You mean of like the worst? Of the worst, yeah. So like the worst movie ever wins. Yeah. So like the worst is the number one seeds. We might need to like actually start documenting things on this podcast. Like if we actually make it up to like 60 episodes or so, if we ever get to that day, like we're going to start forgetting stuff because I have an awful memory. We're like, don't worry. Guy gray memory. <laughs> Do you? Says the guy two beers deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had posited that the Russian scientist in, in yeah, he's in your nominee for six years. Absolutely, my sixth man of the year. Maybe at some point we should do an award ceremony. We should. So I far. think. I think we should do our 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 kickers or our screamers or whatever, <laughs> or streamers or you know. We'll come. Remember up with a what shitty... the podcast is called. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come up with a shitty awards ceremony name and uh, we'll we'll create some arbitrary categories in in which to award people. John Lake. What the hell's the first movie? I have the first movie here, Kevin. It is Morgan's Ferry from 2001. No idea. Allow me a brief moment. Says the guy with great memory. (laughs) He says as he burps. Morgan's Ferry is a 2001 American crime drama film starring Billy Zane, Mm. Henry Rollins, Kelly McGillis, Roscoe Lee Brown, Johnny Galecki. Whoa. Muse Watson and directed by Sam Pillsbury. Pillsbury Doe director? <laughs> I honestly, I, I wish I could show you all the uh, all listeners how short this Wikipedia page is. It's the shortest I've ever seen for any movie. <laughs> Literally any turn movie it? ever. Can you just turn it for me? Oh my God, that is short. <laughs> Literally all there is is Billy Zane's face. That is a Which sh- is not a bad face. Surprising that such a short Wikipedia page does have the movie poster. It does. <laughs> There's some there's some Wikipedia pages that do not have the movie poster yet go for three full screen length scrolls. How bummed are you when you click on a Wikipedia link and there's no photo? You're like, oh. Yeah, I know there should be a photo for everything, whether yeah. it's like a map for some geographical element sort of mm-hmm. thing. Shout out to the map nerds out there, um, or or like a movie poster or or a, obviously you know a mugshot of some infamous criminal or. You know, some sort of, um, you know, a picture of a movie mm-hmm. star, whatever, whatever it be. Anyway, the plot of Morgan's Ferry is that a trio of escaped criminals hide out in a woman's home as they await to catch a ferry. <coughs> God damn, that's you know awful. in two thousand one how we always travel by ferry. Yeah, you know how it is. All right, Giant, let's pick another movie because I'm when not was, feeling. Uh, when was Titanic? That was 97? 97. Right, okay. Cameron. Billy Zane coming off Titanic. That was that was probably peak Billy Zane, right? I mean, I can't name a 2000 movie I can't movie name any Billy other Zane. movie that has Billy Zane in it besides Morgan's Ferry. All right, the next pick. The Nut Job. Oh, this is an animated movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be very bad. It is a 2014 3D computer animated heist comedy film directed by Peter Lepiniotis, mm. who also wrote the film with Lauren Cameron. It stars the voices of Will Arnett, Brendan Fraser, Gabriel Iglesias, Jeff Dunham, Liam Neeson, and Katherine Heigl. I want you to read me the names of that voice cast again. Will Arnett, Brendan Fraser, Fra- Fraser, 
Gabriel Iglesias, Jeff Dunham, Liam Neeson, and Katherine Heigl. Remember where those people were in 2014? Pick the next movie. <laughs> Brutal. It's a so it's a heist film, I guess. You know, an animated heist film. I mean, the the it looks like they're we squirrels. Ha- have we, they're all squirrels. We haven't watched an animated movie yet. You're right. We have not. So that might be a good contender. It could be. Unless you pick one of those movies in there, which I know Uh, we have to watch. Yeah, if I I saw it, it, I saw it. I I looked at the bowl and I saw the one you're talking about, and I I almost hope that I'm gonna need three beers before we even start that recording. Maybe more. (laughs) This one is sounds promising. Bed and Breakfast from 2015. Oh, romantic comedy. I, I could I could do another romantic comedy. Um, let's see. So, are you sure it's 20... Is that supposed to be a 2010? Let me see. I know my own handwriting. No, it looks like a five. I know your handwriting pretty well, too. No, it's 2015. Bed and Breakfast. Look up, like, Bed and Breakfast Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, I, so, I have a movie here um, with a colon... And it says, bed and breakfast, love is a happy accident. I mean, that's probably hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's from 2010. No, 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 no. Are you sure about that? Um, don't don't <laughs> see to me. You started the podcast that way. Uh, no. Wait, no. wait, wait. Is it bed and breakfast with love? From 2015. Look up like bed and breakfast Amazon Prime. I think this Prime. is an Italian language movie. No way. Are you serious? No, it's, it's bed and breakfast 2015 movie. That's... There's nothing better that I could Google except for Bed and Breakfast 2015 movie. <laughs> and I'm not going to Google film because it's not a film. And we all know that. Look up Bed and Breakfast 2015 Amazon Prime. It's That's got to be You're what gonna it's going to do from. this to me. Yeah, I'm making you do research. Um, Jamie Anderson? Are we expecting... I mean, it's not Harry Connick Jr., <laughs> <laughs> in in this charming romantic comedy, yeah. Jake inherits a small bed and breakfast in California wine country. Yep. Problem is, problem is, so did sultry Brazilian Anna. Yeah, this is definitely it. Her life is complicated. His is worse. Oh, okay. First That's of all, the it. patriarchy. That's it. <sighs> right? Can we? Can we? That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. definitely it. Bed and breakfast, good, so we can throw away the nut job and Morgan's Ferry. Oh, that, you mean bed and breakfast is what you want to do? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's what... I mean, okay, can we rule out Morgan's Ferry? Yeah. Okay, so throw I, that away. If I had throw to vote. My little, my yeah, little garbage right there. Check Give it. the people you, you what can, they want. You can just... eat it if you want to. Oh, oh, so visceral. Yeah. Yeah, do it. And? Goodbye. Good night and good luck. Um... Are you are you caping for the nut job? I I'm just not saying we should throw it away so quickly. I think that we've done romantic comedy. We can do a Lincoln Douglas style thing here. Great what great ref. <laughs> great ref. Great we, ref. We we would need another six pack. <laughs> and you know, a much bigger topic. Uh, and much know, more meaningful, you know, philosophical nut thing. job, bed and breakfast, slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Two very similar and 
topics of importance. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess we have the animated comedy heist movie with a bunch of A-list voice actors. In all honesty, I think I'd rather watch the nut job. Will Arnett, Katherine Heigl, Liam Neeson. You know what? Actually, I just thought of Liam Neeson behind a microphone. Wait, Liam Neeson's in this? Yeah, in the nut job. I'll take the paycheck! <laughs> I want to know. And I have a very specific set of skills. Skills. Some nutty skills. Skills that if I could only come in for two days into the sound booth and get paid $600,000 in cash, I will do. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay, let's do the nut job. And if there is a taken reference in it, we'll take shots. <laughs> I'm gonna need something more than that, Kevin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Need... I'll pay for the shots. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about the shots, though. I do like that idea. Yeah. Um, because you know there's gonna be a taken reference in it. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely, dude. That is like one of the biggest like social movie memes of. This century. Um, give me thirty seconds on why the nut job is better. Why we should choose the nut job over bed and breakfast. We haven't watched an animated movie yet, and the cast is filled with people that we can totally make fun of, for where they were in their careers at the time and who they are. Uh, it probably is very short, which will be very nice for us to get through. And we ha- because we haven't done animated before, we can test out the waters to see if we can handle like very crappy. It's 86 uh, minutes. I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we had to look at the runtime. Hey, cheers. And cheers to the nut job. <laughs> all right. Glad we, could, glad we could solve that. So we will be watching that uh, probably this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try to put that out early, early week of... Five fourteen? No, 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 no. Five seven. Sorry, yes. Early five, early seven. of the week of five seven. Well, I'm all right, nut job it is. I'm excited now. Where's bed and breakfast? Let me rip up bed and breakfast. Please do. Mm-hmm. I mean if you want to, you can rip up the nut job too. Or should we save that? No, save it. Well, are we saving all the other like selected winners? <laughs> don't ask me where they are. <laughs> Some of them are in that same trash can right there. Well, at least just don't let oh, it no. go. Oh, no. Where's the lovers? <laughs> oh, no. Dinosaurs versus cowboys. It's lovers is a around. 16. I mean, I think we need to talk about this. <laughs> what do we need to talk about, Kevin? I don't think the lovers is as bad as a movie as people give. <laughs> you give it crap for. You're putting, you're putting your hand through your hair <laughs> and leaning onto your arm as though you've painstakingly thought about this for a while and you have an actual argument to back it up. I'm done my beer, by the way. I know you are. I, I really I, I picked up go. the pace. You did. You had a strong second So beer. let me allow you to catch up as I talk about the lovers. Okay. What I realized is that a lot of these crappy movies we've been watching have a certain dullness, a certain not trying hard, a certain not creative energy. And clearly it's none of these movies were coming from let's try this excitement level. I f- 
feel like The Lovers is the only movie we've watched that was trying to achieve some type of cinematic quality. Do you think anyone on the cast or crew of The Lovers at any point during the production? During the four years of shooting. <laughs> oh, I think it was five. I think it was five full years of shooting. I think it was yeah. 2010 to 2015. Yeah. <laughs> was <laughs> impressed that Josh Hartnett did not age. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta give you gotta give credit to him. There was no narrative inconsistency. No, never was I, mean, I besides like. Besides the time travel, <laughs> <laughs> there's no narrative inconsistency except the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> except the time traveling queen that's in 1700s India, and then all of a sudden in uh, modern future India. I don't know. I just personally, the first. I do respect it for its ambition. I think the that's first what we two acts said. of the lovers. I was like, this isn't half bad. This isn't half bad. This might even be good. The third act in the woods where Josh Harton's just wandering around like the Man in Black in the <laughs> la ha later half of the first season of Westworld. I was like, what are you doing? And that ruined the movie. And I feel like I, if someone's like, I'll stop time for you and give you a week to re-edit the ending of The Lovers, I could do a better job. But I, 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 the first two, through the first two acts of that movie, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's pretty good. I hear you. And I... Third act ruined it, but... Yeah. Crack me, crack, crack us those third beers, Kevin. Oh, that was the first that good one. That was a good one. That was the first good <laughs> decapping. Let me try. Last two, beer. Here we go. Row, two in a row. Here we go. Oh, God. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, another good one. That one, that one splashed on you a little bit. That one, it, it, oh, my pan like. Ooh. Saucy. Cheers. Cheers. Final beer. All right. So, Johnny, give us a hot take or something from the movies we've watched so far. Give me something that you've thought of or has lingered with you or stayed with you. Something that keeps you up at night when you think about the movies we've watched. Something that you're on the floor train to work and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, that part in that movie. Hmm. Uh, like, maybe... I don't know what is, what do you think is like? This isn't about me, Johnny. It's about you. Okay. Worst. You know what? I think cowboys versus dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I've back. I've heard. I think Cowboys versus Dinosaurs might be the one that, that stays with me the most. Explain. Eric Roberts. <laughs> I, was listening, I was listening to another podcast the other day where they were talking about Eric Roberts. And for God knows what reason, the man's IMDb... Would take you a year and a half to read, Kevin. Are you serious? I 
Just a second. I mean, clearly he was on the set of Cowboys versus Dinosaurs for three days, collect the paycheck if and head three out. Days. Yeah. Probably two. I mean, he never left the prison set. He lived and died at the prison set. He lived and died like his character. Drunk, throwing up, and dead in the prison. Oh my god. All right. (laughs) Eric Roberts is prolific in the number of movies he has been in. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how many movies he will be appearing in that have already been announced or are in pre-production in the year 2020? Uh, I don't know. Can you tell me? Seven movies in 2020. Oh, you haven't even started filming yet? Some are in pre-production, and there are three that have been announced, and there are four that are in pre-production. But these aren't, like, Avengers... Infinity War 2. These are crappy movies, right? He's n- he's not the main role in hardly any of these movies. Yeah. It's not like he's going to be any in any studio blockbuster. These are like, did the check clear? Yes movies, right? If you go to his IMDb page and start scrolling, you will be petrified at how small the scroll bar is on the right side of your screen. I'm, wow. I'm... You're stunned. I'm on 2017 now, and there's still, I mean, 90% of the page to go. Wow. He he probably, he did more And there's than, no, like, message did, boards at the bottom, right? This is did, all filmography. He did 50, he probably did 50 movies in, in 2017. I, I gotta applaud that work ethic. What is it though? I mean, he's he's got to be showing up for little bit parts and yeah. and getting his four lines or his his three scenes. I mean, for my generation, I feel like we know him best from The Dark Knight, right? Mar- but he Marconi? was he was in this movie, The Pope of something, The Pope of Greenwich Village. Yeah, really, he's the main character in that, right? But you that's what? what he I've was like. Only ever heard my dad talk about that movie, and I haven't I haven't seen it so. I think he was nominated for something for that. I don't know. 1984. Mm-hmm. Two cousins unknowingly rob the mob and face the dangerous consequences. He's Pauly in that Did movie. he get nominated for something for that? Let me see. Kevin, I don't know if I'm, a, I'm as good at nom, uh, as navigating uh, IMDb as you are. Don't worry, that's a natural inclination. Whenever I watch someone else use a computer or use the internet, it drives me insane. <laughs> I I really think Cowboys versus Dinosaurs will stay with me the most. Or the, all right, so I, all I right, so let's pretend like we watched sixty four movies. Is it closer to a one seed or closer to a sixteen seed? I don't know how to answer that question because. It's an awful movie. Yeah, but was it enjoyable for you? So is that is that the scale we're talking about? The the enjoyability of a movie? I mean, there's multiple factors in the scale, but I mean, that's what it comes down to, basically. That's completely personal and subjective. Okay, that's fine, but it, you're creating the bracket. We've watched, what, like 
10 movies so far mm-hmm. yeah we've watched 10 movies so far mm-hmm. actually we should can just, you name them all <laughs> we should just go ahead and name them okay all right let me start all right yeah tell me all right i'll i'll look at it naomi and eli's no kiss list was number one uh-huh then we did um next yep and then we did so undercover uh yep and then we did um the lovers or did we do Mm -hmm. you're missing a real classic man (laughs) (laughs) what what am i missing um i can name them but i can't name them in order i feel like which one am i missing just think about a sandwich if you were in Philadelphia. Cheesesteak? No. Well, you could be in southern Jersey, too, and they'd call it this. Hoagie? Jaws 4, The Revenge. Uh-huh. And then we've got uh, The Lovers. Yep. Then we've got Must Love Dogs. Yep. And then we've got... Um, Not the uh, Vietnam movie. Is it the Vietnam movie? That that yes, that's the the seventh movie. So we've only watched eight then. No. Oh shit! We watched more. Okay, the Vietnam movie was called um, Glory and Love or noun something. Noun and noun. I know it was. <laughs> Love and honor. Yep. Yep. And then uh, we didn't watch Spiders. We watched another thing, right? Right. After after Love and Honor, it was it was another noun and noun. Uh, or n- noun versus noun. Oh, it was Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And then we get Spiders. That's not 10. You missed one. I missed one? What was I missing? Your boy... Ansel Elgort, the most serious Ugh. movie we've watched so far. November fucking criminals. Give me your hot take. On November criminals? No, about about any of the movies we've watched so far, about anything we've done so far in this podcast. S- We're two and a half beers deep now, people, and this is where we get introspective and real. Now I'm looking at Johnny with disdain <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> Spiders is the worst movie. So undercover was still awful. Um Lovers isn't half bad, obviously. I think you only think So Undercover was so awful because I I insist upon how much I like it. Mm-mm. You don't insist, insist upon how much you like it. You insist upon your love of Miley Cyrus. And that Tell, tell me tell me why the movie's awful. I'll tell you why the movie's awful. <laughs> that was a quick statement that wasn't verbally what was in my mind it came out. Oh my god. Alright, um... Was Stanley Tucci in this movie? No, he wasn't. It was Jeremy Piven. <laughs> that, that's right. It was even I mean, worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stanley yeah. Tucci is a great actor and great director. <laughs> that's true. Jeremy Piven is a sleazeball sleaze who won his Emmys off playing a bombastic character. I mean, he played himself. He, I mean, he does... Apparently. That. Yeah. Yeah. His, it, Jeremy Piven's best role was in Rush Hour 2. If you want to hear something that's ironic and ridiculously stupid... Uh, listen to Jeremy Piven's uh, interviews promoting the Entourage movie. Uh, I never saw it. I haven't either. I think we're probably better off. But 
Jeremy Piven trying to uh, say that the Entourage movie is like not just like consumerism trash and capitalism bullshit and the American dream uh, celebrity BS uh, is very funny. It's a great wiggle. It's a, it's if you understand irony, it's quite great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so undercover. I'll tell you why. There's no creative energy put into that movie. Ugh, enough with the creative energy. There was no... There was no creative energy there was put not into a, Jaws 4, I should say. Jaws 4. But we still enjoyed watching it. Right. But but here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You don't need, you don't need creative energy. Well, sometimes you need... A, is there a creative a sh- energy put into... into? Did you enjoy uh, watching... Did you enjoy watching... Kid, what? Uh, spiders? No. You didn't enjoy watching it at all. I thought I was going to enjoy Spiders, and then about 15 minutes in, when I realized what it was, I did not enjoy it. I, a movie has to have some self-awareness about what its topic is. And what I like is we're in this decade where you have a movie such as Rampage. And I haven't seen Rampage, but it, Rampage is a movie that knows what it is. It knows it's a Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It knows it's a popcorn movie. <laughs> it, it knows that it's... Dwayne... Jo- the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Johnson, not not The Rock, just or Dwayne, not Dwayne Johnson, not Dwayne Johnson either. I mean, honestly, if you said Dwayne Johnson, I might not know who you were talking about. Okay, but but for let me continue. Let me continue this rant, please. Okay, it's a movie that knows that it's it's not going to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture, or Best Screenplay. It's a popcorn movie. It can be a little more creative. It can be a little more exciting than expected, and that's what it can try to be. Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs, I enjoyed more because it was a movie that's like, look, we, this is the budget we have. This is a story we have. We're just going to kind of create it and try to do it as fun as possible. And that's what I appreciated. Sonar covers a movie that had probably had a budget of $10 million and did nothing fun, nothing new, nothing creative with that movie. It was beat after beat after beat in this confused storyline where we knew where it was going even though we were half paying attention to it. It was a movie that the twist of Jeremy Piven we saw from miles away and it was a movie that didn't... I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to go back into the podcast and check to see if you saw the Jeremy Piven twist coming from miles away because I, I literally know if you did. did. And it it was no there was it seemed like if you every did, you kept it to yourself. Well, everybody in the podcast, or everybody in the movie, us in the podcast, maybe, but mostly everybody in the movie, seemed to have been on just like either stoned or just on, you know, drugs that made them not have the ability to act or not have any emotional range in the movie. Mm -hmm. The director brought nothing exciting. There was no exciting shots in the movie that made me peek. Oh, you didn't like the driving through New Orleans scene with all the stock footage and then switching back to live footage and then... No. You didn't like that? No. Oh. And and my case in point is, I remember this because of how bad it was framed, was the um, diner booth scene between Jeremy Piven and uh, Miley Cyrus. And... Which was terribly shot. But then, of course, at the end of the movie, at the end credits, they show the outtakes and the bloopers. Now, when a comedy movie shows the outtakes and the bloopers, that means that uh, it usually means it was more fun to make on set than the product turned out. And that's the curse of comedy movies. If it was very easy and very fun to make, it's not going to be a funny comedy movie. Oh. If it, The best comedy movies... 
took a lot of energy, took a lot of time, took a lot of arguing, took a lot of pressure from the studios to make. Animal House, Caddyshack, Bridesmaids. These great comedies didn't come out of everybody just having a fun time and everybody throwing bloopers at the end. Neighbors movies throw bloopers at the end because it was so much fun to make and nobody was doing anything about it. And no one was telling them that's a stupid joke or that's not funny. Okay? Okay. So when a comedy movie shows its bloopers in the credits, that means, oh, this is more fun to make than it was to watch. So that's that's it. So, but but I don't remember the bloopers even being that good for for someone to cover. So if the bloopers weren't that good, I'm I'm no Kevin. You've almost convinced me that uh, what was, what was your I don't even remember what your original take was. Your original hypothesis. What about yeah, I'm starting I, to cover? Yeah, I I I don't remember what the argument was about it. There's, I, we, was we it was probably it. no creative juices, no creativity in it. Yeah, I don't argue with you on that. We both know it was bad. But I think you are reacting to me liking it in some small way. Um, I don't mind that you have a you thought you think Miley Cyrus is a cool personality or a decent actress. I just I think that it's the I think it's also ironic that she hasn't acted in any movie since <laughs> so undercover. And you won't acknowledge that. I've, I've never been uh, confronted with that fact, but, <laughs> but now that I have, I acknowledge it. Please, please acknowledge something that you didn't have information about. I, your knowledge I have about now acknowledged it. I don't. Uh, I I recognize that the movie is bad, like all the ones that we've watched. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I for some reason, I I think we were comparing movies so early on like that between the ones that we had watched and it was only like four or five at that point and I just said that So Undercover was better than Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List which it is which it's not it is it's not it is though it's not and ironically I actually got some viewer feedback from a listener of ours <laughs> who said that she had previously watched Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List and thought it was very weird and uh, made no sense and turned it off before she finished it. Ugh. This was before listening to our podcast. Well, her loss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think her win. <laughs> Could be. I think her win to have the judgment of turning it off before it was done. Depends on when she turned it off. There's a certain point when you're just so invested. She turned well it off it. when she, she turned it off before like 40 minutes. She turned <laughs> good for her. She saved like 45 she minutes. She turned it off when two 18-year-olds took over a bar and started karaokeing to the whole bar as the Bruce whatever number he was was like, uh, okay, all right, Victoria Justice. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't expecting was this on our first date. Yeah. yeah. God, no, see that movie was awful. That was worse. That movie had no plot. That movie was worse than So Undercover. Miley Cyrus did carry that movie, Maybe and just... and it had and it had no. I'll redeeming never forget qualities. my first time. <laughs> it had no redeeming qualities, but Miley Cyrus is charming no, and 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 sorority. No, she wasn't. Soror wholesome sorority plot lines in movies are entertaining and good. You call it a plot line, all right. We might have to just end this podcast so Kevin and I can fight. No, I have half a beer left. I have three-fifths of a beer left. Okay, you want to argue fractions with me right now? You want to get into fractions Kevin, right now? Kevin, don't play the fraction game.
You know that's not a road you want to go down. Oh, you don't want to go down that road? <laughs> <laughs> fraction games are you all night. Let's start it. What fraction do you want to start with? 12 sixteenths. Nope, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's three-fourths. <laughs> no. Um, Can I tell you something? Please. This is this has been on my mind recently. I got a 720 on my math SATs. And? I did not do well on my writing or reading SATs scores. And I for, went to, for white dudes that went to college, comparing SAT scores might as well be comparing dick sizes. <laughs> All right, let's I'm do like, it. <laughs> I'm no, just no, saying no, it's tell kinda, me, tell me, tell me that. It's I don't know why, but it's just funny to me that it's like I got a great math SAT score when and you're not a math guy. I'm not a math guy. And it's like, I want to do like this writing and communications and reading analyst thing. And it's like, well, you didn't do great on the test. That's why I'm not so sure about standardized testing. Well, standardized testing is, is uh, it's not the answer. No, it's not. There's no one uh, single measurement to to capture a student's aptitude and, and ability to learn mm-hmm. um i don't know i only took the sat once never took the act mm-hmm. my essay must have knocked it out of the park Ooh, what was your essay topic it was about running <laughs> i was a runner in high school and walked on to the cross-country team at the college i went to walked on you walked on to NYU? I was a walk-on. You were? Yes. How are you a walk-on, but I got recruited? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that was mean to me. <laughs> that was mean to me, because you were a much better cross-country runner than I was. Eventually. Mm, I think initially. Eventually. <laughs> so I, I remember... Ah, I remember when we were... Um, I remember... Um, this is going to be a fun thing, is I remember you told me that you ran at the main states in high school, right? Main state cross, uh, the, the, the main state track meet, yeah. yeah. I got I got second. What was your time? <laughs> I got second in the 800 at uh, the main high school cross country, no, sorry, main state track meet for class B schools, which is like the, the, the second sort of tier. Not, okay. Not as big. What was your time? Get to the time. 202.63. What was your your 5K time? You made 5K states in Maine, right? Uh, We didn't run it on the track. No, no. You ran on a cross-country course, of course. Yeah. What was your time again? I got 16th running a little under 18. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I remember that pissed me off. That you could make main states with that time, and yet that wouldn't even like get you on oh, varsity boo, in Pennsylvania. Get mad about living I'm, in a populous state. I'm Move still mad Maine. about it. Move to I'm Maine. I'm still mad about it. Okay. <laughs> Move to Maine. When my kid can't fucking make states in Pennsylvania, I'm moving him to Maine so he's a superstar. Nobody wants to hear about this. Mm-hmm. No. No one wants to hear about things We're, I'm still mad at you about. <laughs> We're getting very close to the end of these beers. You, Kevin's about to finish, but... Yeah. Well, we've chosen our next movie. I was a bad runner in college. 
You weren't good. I weren't. I wasn't good. <laughs> I developed I'm, over time. I'm kidding. Which is <laughs> a weird sentence to say. But we're both marathon runners now, so yeah. We're both doing great. We both qualified for the Boston Marathon. Yeah, we did. If you're a listener in Boston and want to see us, we're going to be doing a live recording before we run. Yeah, we should. The Boston Marathon we in should, 2019. We should just record live during the 2019 Boston Marathon. Let's try to marathon. find a bar that will let us record live. Uh, oh, actually, I do um, I do want to shout out a, a kind of a podcast that is... Um, somewhat close to us um it, it's it was started by john phillips ah um who was our coach for one year at nyu um recruited me <laughs> yeah he was a really he's a really good guy he Great now guy. he works uh he's like the director of uh programming i think or some kind of um he works in marketing at the uh new york roadrunners and he's a, a very good hang and a, a cool guy. And he went and did, um, he went and did a what they call the rim to rim to rim at the in the Grand Canyon with wow. um, a couple other NYU grads and some other close runner buddies, um, and they recorded pretty much most of of their of their adventure, which took them over. It's like f- it's about forty miles in total, mm. with a lot of it, with more than like. I think they said it was like more than five times the elevation of um, yeah. the Empire State Building. Yeah, you won't be seeing me doing that anytime soon, or like the Denver Marathon anytime soon. No, um, it, it was a, it was it sounds like a extremely cool adventure, and. Um, and there, they there's a podcast. They made a podcast about it. Oh, that's um, great! And so I'm yeah, trying to, to find. I'm trying to find the link to it now. Hmm. Um, but maybe. Do you got a name for it? Uh, what is, uh, it's called, the Rim Boys, <laughs> a run through the Grand Canyon. Classic Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> Very serious, but slightly. <laughs> yeah. So it, childish. it's uh, uh, Rim Boys is R I M B O I Z. Uh, you know, a nice little flair to it. Um, and they recorded a lot of their, I, I, a lot of or the entirety of their run uh, through the Grand Canyon. And um, obviously, John put some interesting kind of uh, editors and producers commentary over the top of it to kind of add some insight to what's going on. I've only just started it uh, this morning, but um, it's it's very interesting. And for any for any runners out there, if anyone's you know interested or outdoorsy people or anything like that, it's just a very good uh, listen. These guys are funny and they're very smart fun. and insightful, and um, and it's it's just a kind of entertaining thing to listen to on your commute um, if you're not already listening to or your run or your or your run damn even your run uh, if you're not already listening to the kicking and streaming podcast um, because we would love to have your page if you've already gone through the whole kicking and streaming library sure we'll let you listen to another <laughs> podcast no please listen to as many podcasts as you can Kevin what are your um, what are your podcast influences i feel like we can kind of just shout out 
You know, it's not like the, 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 our inspirations are going to get any sort of big benefit from us talking about them with what, with our hefty, uh, listenership. I mean, my favorite podcast is a commode and Mayo's film review on BBC five live. It's a podcast, uh, starring, uh, film critic, Mark Kermode and, uh, a very famous uh, BBC broadcaster, Simon Mayo. And it's kind of one of those things that it weirdly over time has worked. Uh, it's a film review show with these two guys, but these, these guys have known each other for over 20 years. So they banter, they have like the best British older men banter of all time. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. It's like the banter of two friends. Uh, the fun part about getting to the podcast is they have so many terms. They have their own Wikipedia. They have their own wiki. Wow. Of just terms and links and what the terms mean. So it's really fun to get into the podcast, and it's really fun to get into understanding what all their inside jokes mean. Uh, it's also very fun because the film critic, Mark Kermode, went to school with Jason Isaacs, and he's a good friend of the podcast. Ah. So one of the jokes I'll tell you now is people say hello to Jason Isaacs, uh, because he's always listening to every episode, and he's a big fan of the podcast, and he comes on uh, once or twice a year to uh, you know, join uh, Mark and Simon live. It's also Mark Kermode is, I think, one of the most honest film critics that are out there, and he will literally you know, tell you how he feels about a movie, and he will preface it with his experience going into it and preface it with his knowledge of it, so I feel like when I listen to Mark Kermode, it's an, it's an honest opinion of what the movie or film is from a guy who's given you all the explanation of what he knew before and what he felt after. And in in my opinion, like it's also a great show because, yeah, they'll spend 10 minutes talking about the new Avengers, but they'll also spend 10 minutes talking about a, a foreign film release or like a very low-budget like, I didn't know about this movie, You Were Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. directed by Lynn Ramsey. Uh, um, I didn't really know how great it was until I heard it on the podcast, and I saw it recently, and it's a phenomenal movie, phenomenal film. Uh, and that's my favorite podcast. It comes out on Fridays at noon, and when I hear that, I like download it immediately and go to the gym, and it's like one of my favorite things to do every week. Yeah. I, I love how easy it is to like just put a podcast in and go to the gym or go for a run or, you know, go on your commute. Um, that's my usual. What's your favorite podcast? Um, that's tough because I got a lot of podcasts that I listen to and, and it kind of has evolved over time. And especially, how close are you to finishing that beer? You're like a sip away. I'm backwash away, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Well, well, we will finish the podcast with a sip and, well, and a cheers. But I, 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 I will finish this. I will finish. Before it. we yeah. end this, um, right now, being that it's the NBA playoffs, mm, and boy, a part of me is a big sports fan. I, I have one kind of. Um, uh, it's called the Back to Back Podcast. It's like a podcast network, and they've changed names and um, sort of like sponsorships or kind of providers and like networks but they're over the past like few years they used to be espn affiliated uh they're they are no longer and they're now um fully independent and rely heavily on a lot of patreon um 
donations. And um, I really have come to enjoy like spending time with those people like in my ears because I've just I've gotten so familiar with them and feel like I've I know them and that's kind of what I love so much about like podcasts is that you're you know if if someone allows you to be in their ears like you're I mean you're not physically there with them but like you might as well you know be conversing with them um and i hope that's what our podcast kind of is yeah a bit to you that's what i get out of my favorite podcasts Mm -hmm. um you know hilarious podcasts like comedy bang bang which um i haven't been listening to as much lately but is is a huge inspiration for like my kind of kind of Mm -hmm. ridiculous humor and and where kind of my good like comedic influences come from uh, as well as, you know, kind of more serious journalistic, uh, podcasts, like, no, and I don't mean to say like more serious as in like, you know, other things aren't as serious, but like the daily, which I do. You want, can we do a quick, uh, impression bit of the daily? <laughs> Who's going to be Mikey Barb? You, you be Mikey Barb. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a guy. Uh, I'm going to be a New York times reporter. You're calling, uh, to try to get the podcast done before we go home. Okay. <laughs> you okay. gotta start off in the beginning. Hey, yeah. boo, 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 boo. Hi, I'm Michael Barbaro, and this is the Daily. Dun, 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 dun. Today, we're talking about a serious issue in New York City concerning the Taxi and Limousine Commission, their medallions, and the famous and ever-changing. Uh, taxi driver service. Uh, calling in with us today is one of the New York Times reporters, Michael Schmidt. So I'm just going to call him up right now. Hello? Hey, Michael. It's uh, it's Barbaro. Barbaro, I have no fucking time to do your fucking no, no, podcast right now. Quick. I'm trying no, no, to write Mike, this Mike, article it's be real quick. I know for you the got New York Times. I have a Trump. deadline. I, know, I, know I don't have Trump a fucking minute to talk about your stupid fucking podcast. Believe I said me. I'll call you back it's important. when I have It's the new time. medium. It's where all the millennials are listening to. I swear to God. I'm trying to fucking finish this fucking article. Jesus fucking Christ, give me a fucking break. It's going to take five minutes, I swear. Anyway, bye. So that's the daily. It's the most exciting podcast out there. It really is. To listen to Michael Barbaro call in. I don't get in. why Michael has to include, like, the ring <laughs> in his podcast. The phone call. Uh, I, I, that is, so, so that is, like, um, obviously a very uh, kind of new and kind of up-and-coming form of journalism is, like, I mean, like it's it's radio, but obviously it's podcasts, and it, it's you know you pick it up every morning, and I listened to it while I was in the shower this morning, and it's awesome. And and Michael Barbaro's voice is extremely soothing, and I'm I'm used to him at this point in my life, and it's and it's so cool to exist that way. Um, and so I I I draw inspiration from that. I draw inspiration from Comedy Bang Bang. I draw inspiration when I talk about sports from from the guys that I listen to on the back-to-back podcast because they talk about the games and what's happening on the court as well as the drama and the and the idiocy behind everything. And um, what else? I The Ringer Podcast Network, you really can't yeah. get by that. They, they're so robust. They have, they have recaps it's a, of yeah, all... It's a machine. They, they have recaps of all the biggest shows that are on network and, and uh, premium TV right now. And... and 
every single sport. You really can't get out there in the podcast uh, kind of sphere the without, great. without listening to them. Um, yeah, I, it's... That, I mean, listening to all those podcasts, I think, Kevin, I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but that was sort of what, what Kevin and I, what, what inspired us to, you know, want to get some microphones and just, you know, hook yeah. up some stuff in, in, a, in a bedroom to a computer and start recording stuff. And I, I also want to say, real quick, one other one for me that's been inspiration is The Worst Idea of All Time, <laughs> which is two New Zealand comics who decided for three years to each year watch one very 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 bad film once a week yeah and the first year it was grown-ups 2 the second week second year it was sex in the city 2 oh god and the third year it was we are your friends the zach efron movie oh no and i feel like that has been a little bit of an inspiration for us as well yeah yeah certainly um the worst idea of all time and how did this get made had had a hand in yeah. sort of us loving to make fun of things live while they're happening, or or like breaking down awful um, movies and all that. And and Kevin has finished his final beer, and now with my final sip, I will take as one well. last sip. And you know what? We're done. We're it's done our a, beers. It's been such. We a celebrate pleasure. our twenty first. Yeah, it's, you only have one twenty first birthday. I was gonna give us twenty one shots. God, that would have been that would have been a hell of a podcast. You, you mean <laughs> I don't know the last time I like did like more than five shots in one night. That's just too much, man. I, no, we would have thrown up been into the microphone. We would have thrown up a lot. But thank God we have these uh, <laughs> to uh, catch our vomit. I don't know if we'll ever do any kind of. We probably won't ever do any kind of like drugs podcast. Not that we do any kind of crazy drugs, but. But uh, I, I feel like drinking while podcasting has been fun. It w- this this podcast was fun, and it's- I'm sure we've slurred. I'm sure we haven't made sense at sometimes. But you really got a sense of who we are after three beers. You definitely you did. really did, and it and took way longer alert, than it should have. It's a lot of the same, but maybe a little more snarkier. <laughs> And with that, I think we'll leave it, folks. We were. Uh, I want to so sing some Lay Miss. <laughs> I'm three beers deep. Do it, man. I want to sing Red. I feel my soul on fire. As always, Black. Lots uh, when she's not there. Please tweet us Red. At, at your fave podcast. Uh, email us Johnny Lake. At last, oh, kicking we see each other pod here. Gmail.com. podcast. You wear a different Please shirt. We can't Before you say another better. word, Kevin. Before you dis- dis- so undercover. Listen to me. There is something I must do. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>